ladies and gentlemen, sit back, put your feet up, it's time for the Other Three Amigos podcast, with Declan McCormack, Wayne Mullins and Dan. Three lads, one podcast. On this week's episode of the Other Three Amigos podcast, a third email sent to Usher with a brand new segment, Car Park Watch here on Totap is Charlie Lyons, the new Patrick Mahomes. We harp on about the draw on Tony Gall. We go to the mailbox and the gilet gets its first outing. All this and more on this week's episode of the Other Three Amigos podcast. Welcome to the Other Three Amigos podcast, season four, episode five, episode 181 in total. A reminder, we are your award-winning podcast at some stage. Uh, a reminder as well, we are on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash totap. And it's five euro a month flat fee and uh, you get the full uh, back catalogue of our episodes. And it's 10 euro then if you want to support the podcast a little bit further, but still the same content. Thank you to our new Patreons again. Last week, the numbers keep growing week on week. It's absolutely great to see. Be sure to retweet. It's so important to help the podcast grow. A reminder, we are a proud sponsor of Jack Doherty's Boots. This one is going to cost us already €60 going to Marymount Hospice. And uh, our listenership numbers are amazing. Thank you. So any potential sponsors out there? Jump jump aboard. Uh, I'd like to say hello to my other two amigos. Wayne, we'll go to you first. You're back from London. How did you get on? It's good. It's expensive. Um, it is. The sites it are is. expensive. The vodka is expensive. Um, the whole place is just expensive. But it was nice. You know, it's um, it's different. It's the same, but it's different. Um, it's not as chilled as it is over here. But um, you know, it's different going over there, not on the session. Going with yeah. the families a lot. You see a lot more, and you witness a lot more, and you kind of yeah. I do. I, it's nice, but I, I I'd rather live in here. Just the nagging of vodka, as opposed to the shoulder. A double nagging was twenty pounds. Twenty pounds. So what do you call it? A double nagging. It's a shoulder, a shoulder, or a double nagging, yeah, like yeah. whatever. Um, twenty pounds, and I was like, "You get a bottle here of seven fifty mil for twenty euro." Um. So yeah. Other than that, yeah. Good, good fun. Did you miss me? Ah, oh, we did. I think we did. Did you, Dicky? Did you, did Dicky? Did you miss Wayne? I did actually, as I said that time there when myself and John were agreeing about drawing away in Finn Harps like I knew I knew he was gonna be steaming somewhere <laughs> listening to and it. And I knew And you know why? I blame ye for this. Ye went out on Wednesday night and ye said one all draw, two all draw. So the players everyone listens to us. So how are they gonna think, oh, look, a draw is fine. The fans are saying a draw is fine. You know what I mean? There's no pressure <laughs> on them. And this is an issue. This is an issue all of Cork. Like, I was watching Bucket Juniors River Plate last night and, like, the pure, utter hatred of each other. Like, we used to have that in our, in our club and now it's all happy and it's, it's year at fall for this draw this week. Whatever tactics <laughs> and rubbish you go through, you and John are at fault. Simple as. But who are, who are we going to hate in the first division? I mean, like we can't we like Cove. we can't hate Cove. We can't hate Treaty Longford. Like I mean, last year we got in trouble like, for hating hate Shamrock Rovers and start and starting that whole no guard of honor thing. <laughs> like that ended up being a four day event in the national media. Like so, like, I mean, there's only so much we can do as well. Like, yeah, but accepting a one all draw like before the game is just you can think <laughs> it, you don't say it. <laughs> Dicky is, of course, our shit star. I did uh, listen to the Patreon episode. It was uh, it was a good one. It's it's nice to be a fan again, just listening to it rather than knowing that you're on it. 
I, I enjoyed listening to the one on the last Wednesday too. And uh, it's interesting, even though if you were wrong, it was still good to listen as a fan. Okay, we're going to go to our first segment now, speaking of shit stuff. Yeah, man. Asha, asha. Yeah, yeah, man. man. Uh, there doesn't need to be too much to report. Email number three has it been sent, sent yes, to the OG Usher. Yes. No reply, which is... Uh, but the good news is we haven't been blocked yet. There's been no return to sender email. So uh, we've got to keep trying every week, once a week. And we'll ramp it up then close to the end of the season. We'll do it daily. And we have so to yeah, do it hourly. We'll do it hourly. On the Shawshank Redemption where he has to send... Um, he sends a letter like every day. Is it to the yes. library? Yeah, yes. it's going to be like that. But he, to but see, he, he had an in with the boss. I need to get in with Usher. I need to kind of find a way I can kind of slip in the net there somewhere and be like his backroom dancer or something. Like, do something. Heavy. We get there. We get there. Uh, be his bodyguard way, I'd say. Yeah. See? Good show. We're going to head along now to Around the Club. Right, Cork City under 20s lost 3 0 to Cove. Um, but sure, all those, all the good lads are on the senior team. Did they not play the game no, too? They were playing. Oh, shit. <laughs> were they? Player welfare alert. Oh, God. Ding, 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 well, ding. So, what happened, Declan? Tell us. Oren Crow played. Jaden played. Matt Murray played, um, and Josh Fitzpatrick. They all started um, on Saturday in Bishopstown for the under-20s against Cove. Some people expressed some concerns, I suppose we should say, online on the forum around player welfare, seeing as those lads were all in Donegal on Friday night and wouldn't have been back until, whatever, 5 a.m., 6 a.m. on Saturday morning. Spoke to Charlene's half five in the morning. Yeah, the results looks like it did affect them because obviously we were beaten 3-0. Um, obviously, Cahill didn't play because he would have played 45 minutes in Donegal. I think, if I remember correctly, from the women's side of things where this happens a lot, the club kind of have a rule that if, if, if somebody plays 30 minutes or more with the seniors, they won't play a second time over the weekend. But obviously, Oren and Josh Fitzpatrick and Matt Murray didn't see any minutes and Jaden I think got about 18 minutes. So they all started the game. I mean, I don't have an issue with it personally. If it was the Sunday or something, I think the Saturday is a little tight. Oh, you'd, you be, sh- you'd be shagged from the journey on, on the way up and down. Yeah. Yeah. No, we went up on Thursday to was that? and stayed. Well, I don't know. It's the honest answer. I, I, I suppose it's, it's, it's a joint decision. But I think one of the things is if you look at FAI Connect, for that under-20 game, we only had five substitutes. So if the lads don't play, there's four of the substitutes start. So that leaves us with one substitute. And that's obviously not going to work. So I think it was probably as much that um, numbers-wise, we probably had to use them. That's the way it looks. And look, can, it's just what I see on FAI Connect, nothing else. Can you not call up players from the next age group? Oh, look, I suppose like I probably could, out. but they haven't, they haven't played a game yet. Like, I mean, look, she's probably about twelve. I, wo- I wonder, like on the women's side, like 
all of a sudden we there's there's a latch of our under 20s and this is now also under 20 way and the next grouping is under 17 so it's gone from a two-year gap to a three-year gap so that could be you know you could have With a 15 year old 16 year old i know i look i understand that as well i know i understand that i'm just pointing out what could be the issues i don't know i mean um and i don't want to make a big deal out of it i try not to make a big deal out of it, but it's just it's just a discussion that was 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 online you know i don't know is the honest answer look the lads play i think it's going to happen a lot this year anyway because they are all eligible eligible for the under 20 side it's just i think unfortunate that we were away in donegal the night before that's probably the big thing but i would expect to see plenty of times over the years guys who don't play on the friday night for the senior team playing minutes with the under 20s on the saturday you know okay win agree um no i i think it's fine i think if you want to be a footballer you got to just dig deep i don't agree with the whole again i go back to jay numa he's 15 to me he's a child like um i know he's not built like one but i still think you have to have a cutoff age at some stage i think 15 16 is a cutoff um mm. i'll never i'll never change my mind on that um 16 i think you know Okay, fair enough. We'll move on. Uh, Dickie, you're going to say something? I was just going to say, Jane's going to be 16 in a couple of weeks' time, so, you know. That's fine. Um, when he's 16, he's 16, but you have to have a cut-off date. Okay. <laughs> let's let's not we'll have a 20-minute argument. Let's let's just move on. Let's <laughs> <laughs> move along. Army Watch with Ivan Draco on the other three, three Amigos, Amigos Podcast. <laughs> Our Patreons got a someone jacking off. Is our Patreons got a bit of an uh, exclusive uh, content there on Friday? The Cork City are looking at a new uh, joint training center venture, our training uh, facility venture. Dicky, do you care to spill the beans to some degree about this possible move? Ah, look. I don't know whether it's a possible move or not, to be honest, which, uh, as I said on that pod, we definitely had conversations with one club about doing something. I only brought it to light on the back of the FAI going down the Glanmire Road again in front of the pack last week, and they were talking about drawing down the $2 million in grant uh, money, and that's 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 what brought uh, me to mention that, that talks had taken place. I don't know what stage they're at whether they've been dumped again or not, but there was serious discussions either have taken place or are ongoing with um, at least one club in the city about a joint venture um, on a training facility. Wayne, what are your what are your thoughts on this one? Think it'd be um, a good idea? I, I find it hard to pretend I don't know when I do know, so um, <laughs> it might be best to move on before I start giving hints of who it is. <laughs> Fair enough. No, it, it's great, great idea if it works out. Um, I'm just always suspicious about this kind of stuff because we've had these promises before. Not, it's not a promise; it's a leak. We've had these leaks and promises before, and it's never come to fruition. So uh, I'll see when I believe it. Take the skeptical approach. Um, yeah, there was absolutely. a city. There was a city. Speaking of skeptical approaches, there was a city video taken down uh, or put up, put up on social media at the weekend, taken down and then put back up. So do you know what happened to this one? Is video Tim Clancy. I'm not actually too sure. I've just seen something about it on the forum. I was just the the interview with Tim Clancy after the game in Donegal on Friday night was put up and at some stage it was taken down. 
went back up again Saturday morning. I, I Did you reveal too much? Like this. No, I don't think so. I think it was the exact same video. Could have, I don't know. Could have been knocked off by mistake or something. I have no idea, but I don't think it's any kind of an issue, to be honest with you. He, he named the exact club we're going to a new training venture with. Maybe. That could be it. That could be it. Well, we've had Wayne watch before now, lads. It's time for a bit of car park watch. Wayne, what's your favourite car park? I, I like the one where the goat broke loose is. What's that called? It's the, the outdoor one on Patrick Street. Not Patrick Street, Grand Parade. I don't like the... Um, oh, the back of the Beamish and Crawford by there. Yes, it's kind of the spaces are kind of nice there. I don't really like the multi-story ones because they always seem to kind of squeeze you in too much. Um... So yeah, I, I prefer those kind of ones. How about you, Declan? <laughs> My favourite car park. Is this where we're going now? Mm. Um, it is, yeah. I think the, the car park in Mallow under the Dunn Stores facility, under the square there in Mallow, it's only one level. It's underground. Oh, I know the one. It's a quick, it's a quick hop up the stairs and you're out into the square there and you have Dunn's and a few other stairs and it's, it's very accessible, very... Um, uh, the grids the let a bit of light through as well, like natural well. light. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. They have an opening good, there. You're right. For the homeless yeah, people down there, yeah. <laughs> the worst one is definitely one is CUH in the maternity ward. You know the one at the bottom? Oh, that's, that's that definitely worse horrific. Yeah. And they don't know where staff park. Where, is, where did the staff park there? Like, I have no idea because they have a small um, kind of area. That's a bit. That's a bit mad. <laughs> well, Wayne, because no, you actually not Wayne. Not never, Wayne. <laughs> Wayne, yeah, it's. Biff, Jesus, because Wayne, I found here, um, just from the research earlier, the owners of Bishopstown um, leasing out spaces for CUH staff. What? Um, do you reckon that it could knock, knock Bishopstown down? Jesus, hopefully, hopefully. Like, geez, it'd be a nice space for a big car park, wouldn't it? You could have, like, you could, you could shuttle them over, like. Mm, that's, that's, a, that's a good, a very good theory that I've never thought about. To know, Dickie, do you think this would be something you'd like to see? What? Bishop Stone turning into a car park? Could it happen? I don't know. I mean, it seems to be um, rumour on the street is, and this is rumour on the street, and it's not from Cork City or anywhere else, it's just from general public stuff, that um CUH are obviously desperate for car parking spaces for their staff. Um I think they have some down in where Red FM are already. Mm-hmm, and yeah. that they they've done a deal now with um whoever owns Bishopstown and the facility there that we that we use. Um and the front of the facility there is all going to be tarmacked and the trees cut down and things like that to make as much space as possible. And CUH are taking that space as car parking spaces. For their staff, and there'll be a shuttle bus then running up and down to the hospital. I don't know what kind of a contract we have, or what kind of a lease we have with Bishopstown or whoever owns Bishopstown these days. But I guess the concern would be that, you know, if you own that spot, how much are you getting off Cork City a month? How much? How much can you get off CUH for car parks? Well, you'd spaces? imagine you'd, you'd hope Every they're doing month. it for nothing because they're a frontline staff. You know, you'd hope it's like a, a gift. For people in the car parks, that's, you know that's what I heard. Are you? Are you? That's mad? what I heard that they're gifting this to CUH, and uh, for, I say fair play to them if they're gifting it. No, for charging it. It's a different story. What completely? 
If they're, cu- if they're cutting the trees down, the bishop's town, they may as well cut the weeds inside in the ground as well while they're at it. <laughs> Lads, um, Paul DC, new commercial manager of Cove, a big. Congrats uh, to Paul. Good move, Wayne, do you think, for him? Oh, yeah, definitely. He's Cork City's lost his Cove's gain, I think. And um, I think I've heard Cove were looking for someone in that area for a while. And I think he fits the bill. Um, they'll get some sponsorship of us, I'd say, no doubt. Um, so yeah, it's a fair play. I think it's a good move for Cove, a good move for Paul, and um, can, can, hopefully, we can, get him on the pod someday. Yeah, Wayne, do you think we can uh, maybe look at sponsoring a Cove Ramblers player? You know, obviously, I Jack think, is gone now, so it's going to be a bit tough to pick, but we have to find someone with a name like that. I don't know, there's a few good players on <laughs> there still, isn't there? Um, I don't really know many of them. Dale Holland, maybe? The, the key and Brown lad, I met. Beating it with Brown. There we go. <laughs> Beating off the Brownie. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, look, we look into definitely sponsoring a player there because, you know, other clubs won't take it, so we'll give it to someone else. You know? Dickie, do you think this is a good move for uh, Paul? Oh, for Paul, yeah. Look, I mean, Jesus. What a part time. Paul and a, and a good for... move for Cove, of course. Yeah, Paul's played League of Ireland. He knows he knows the game. He knows the the ins and outs of the business side of the club. But he, I think, having that understanding of how a League of Ireland club works is very important. And um, on a personal level, I hope Paul does very well down there. Um, maybe from next season on, <laughs> you know, more so than this season. But yeah, I definitely wish him the best and hope it all works works goes well for him. You know. The only man to win a Man of the Match award playing for 10 minutes for Cork City back in 2010. Do you remember that? You used to text in your vote for Man of the Match and Paul DC won it. What a man. <sighs> oh, well. Those, uh... The good oh, old days. I, 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 uh... Gee, could you text anything on those WhatsApps? It wouldn't be the only Man of the Match poll to have been um, manipulated, should we say. <laughs> Do go on. I know, George. There was a few allegations early in the MVP, and then in, in in the early days of the MVP, that shall never be spoken of. Bar okay. agrees. <laughs> never be spoken of. Liam Kearney is on the Rebel Army podcast this week with the rappers. Um, he's been very vocal on social media. Um, Cork City's Academy Chief calls out FAI Chief Executive. He's an embarrassment, is uh, the quote that John Fallon uses here. Um, it's a big week for the official pod, lads. Uh, Dickie, you excited to hear uh, Liam Kearney? Yeah, like, I mean, I, I suppose, yeah, am I supposed to say no comment? I mean, I don't know. Um, but it hasn't <laughs> happened yet, yeah, so look, um, I can say it. Yeah, look at me. Yeah, but you, you, you'd assume no, right? After that text, right? That it's going to be a little bit explosive. This is no where I think that the Rebel Army podcast comes into its own, where it changes direction. There is no way they release this interview and they don't speak about it after that going public. There is no way. If they do, they must have closed the whole podcast down. You know what I mean? You, you can't. Uh, look, you, yeah, I, I, you can't. You can't say something and then go on a pod and have not been questioned about it. Do you know what I mean? I fully support it. I can't wait for this now because I, I didn't listen to last week's. Uh, I listened to the first half of the first one. Uh, I'm definitely going to tune into this one because I think he's right. I think it's great that someone higher up in the club, I suppose you'd say, 
spoke out, fair play. I want to hear about it. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I think um, his sentiments really kind of echo my own. Obviously, I think Jonathan Hill should go. I think he should have been gone two years ago. I think he definitely has to go now. Liam's focusing on that tweet was about um, financing for obviously for his role and and what he ha- what he does on a day to day basis in the academies and how the academies in this country need to be funded and funded properly. And if the FAI are going into the PAC committee looking like that, that funding is going to suffer. That's Liam's basic point and he's a hundred and he's a hundred percent correct and i think scotty's a hundred percent correct as well in that if you're going if 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 you know the club are doing their own part and this is the only time the fans are going to get to hear from liam carney in any substantial way then you have to cover it you have to cover the topic and i know the club are very very close to the fai at the moment um but like they have, they have, you know, Liam has to be allowed to say what he wants to say, and then leave, leave the, you know, leave the fruit fall where it does. Like, but you know, I, I would hope that those within the club would give Liam the platform to say exactly what he feels needs to be said. Um, his full tweet is: he's an embarrassment. How are we sending him in as our spokesperson at this point? Is some of the biggest self-sabotaging decision making I've ever seen. Nothing funny about uh, anything. Only further delays on funding to areas of football in this country that need it. There's nothing really to be disputed there anyway. Fair play to him. Respect for that, honestly, now, because you very very rarely get people speaking out of that, and it's good. Yeah, and the phrase self-sabotaging is very, very um, apt there. You know, it is. like It's like we want 500 million or whatever it is over the next 10 or 15 years from the government. And this is how the FAI go into a public accounts committee and, and behave. I mean, it is self-sabotaging and, and having him there and redacting that whole email and this whole load of nonsense about, Oh, it was a joke. I wanted my money and I, I didn't think it'd be, that's all bollocks. Nobody believes it. There's absolutely no credibility um, in what was said there. So Liam's right to call it out. And, and as Scotty said, we look forward to hearing him on the um, on the pod. And of course, by the time this comes out, I'll already have listened to what Liam has had to say in the pod. And um, I, as I said, I just hope that he is given his wings and, and, and left to fly on the subject, you know? Okay. To a bit of football now. Can you imagine that? Uh, it's Finn Harps one, <laughs> Cork City one. Dickie, I mean, it is all your fault after all being the shit stirred that you are. Uh, courtesy of Pete. Uh, three <laughs> changes to the side. Happy, sad, Dickie, I'll start with you here. Yeah, I was okay with it. Um, I had said last week that I thought we were a physically small side. That changes when you play mm-hmm. John O'Donovan. Um, you know, instead of um, young Matt Kiernan, who obviously had some kind of an injury. He wasn't even in the squad. You bring in Barry Coffey for Carlos Sullivan. Um, you bring in um, Nathan Brockwell at the back. You know, it, it does give you that physically bigger, stronger side, which I would have presumed going up there, we would have needed as it turned out and the way the game went. We probably actually didn't, but we, we weren't to know that. Um, as I said, you, you have to make presumptions having watched Longford and what they did against, uh, or sorry, having watched uh, Finn Harps and what they did in Longford the week before. It's an okay result. It's an okay performance on the basis that 
we have spoken about and, and and I've said we haven't been ready out of off season or out of the preseason. And I don't mean that in terms of fitness. What I mean is what's what Wayne talks about, match sharpness and being, you know, transitions and fluidity and how we're doing things and how we want to move the ball and all those things. And you have all that, and I think we were a little behind on that. And then you put into the picture as well, the state of the pitch up there. And this is going to become an issue for us next week as well, because the pitch looked bad on the on the stream, but you, you couldn't really, really see into it. And I saw um, Kevin Barry Dorney, our famed photographer who was up there, and he put somewhere online that the pitch looked like there had been a tractor derby on it the day before. That's how bad it was. So we want to play this fast-flowing, moving football, and we can't. And we have to resort to long balls. And the, I think the quality of a lot of those balls, long balls was poor. And then the few that dropped in, we failed to hold them up. And we failed, especially first half, not so much second half. And I, I'll go into why that changed in a minute, in my opinion. But uh, look... It was okay. If this, if that performance was in six months' time, I'd be losing my head. I'd be absolutely losing the rag. But it was, and I still think while it was poor, you could clearly see the areas in which we, we could and will improve. And when that improvement comes, I would be quite confident over the next month or so that we would start to see a side um, who could go and cruise this division because Finn Harp said nothing about them. You know, and we were talking on the back of their performance in Longford, they were going to be this, that. They had nothing about them. Nothing. You know, we gifted them a goal and outside of that, they created nothing. And, and you know, um, I was actually more confident coming out of the game about how our season would go than I was going into the game, despite us playing poorly and only managing a one-all draw. Yeah. It sounds kind of self-defeating, but I was more confident coming out of the game thinking, okay, we know where we need to improve. Those improvements will come and we will kick on and um, do some damage in this division, hopefully. Wayne, were you happy with the three changes? Um, Changes shouldn't matter. We should be able to play whatever team we want and still win the game. Uh, The biggest issue I found was like 17 shots and... 3-1 3-1 target. Um, our crossing wasn't great. I think we had a... What is it again? Like 82% of our dribbles, but 40% of our crosses were successful. That's not good enough for all. 40% of crosses. Like, get your, make your man, like. Um, I thought we were doing a lot of Hail Marys from the back from Charlie Lyons up to, like, Jack Doherty and um, Wood. I just... I, I know it's a long way to go. I know it's a big trip. And the pitch was shit, but it's pitch is shit for both teams. And if you're going up there preparing to do yeah, passing they're football, used to it though. I get that, but like, surely you spend a week. You're not going to play. You the spend a week training in our own ground. Yeah, we've we, pitch is a bit sh- like the pitch in Terrace Cross isn't great either, and it's going to be worse next week. That's a different conversation completely. But a point's a point. Look, it's the second game of the season. We're still unbeaten. It's a point, but I was just a bit disappointed. I was disappointed with Wood. I was a bit disappointed. I thought Coffee, I, he, he got slated. I don't think he was as bad as he was. He was the only one coming deep to get the ball and to try and do something. It didn't work, but at least he was trying. Um, Carlos Sullivan was amazing again, I think, for his age. But That's incredible. I, I just, 
I didn't know what we're. I thought we were just confusing what we were trying to do. Um, well, what happened for that goal? Like, it's just complete lack of miscommunication, miss hit. Like, then Wade comes out. Super. Well, Wade was just playing like a super keeper. That's what he was doing. But he was using his hands to stop trying to stop the ball. Um, it was a freak goal. I knew. I, I always thought we'd score, but. Again, it's just it's just worrying that it was like passing through the back three, pack four, whatever it was, and then Charlene's Hail Mary shot again up to, up to the corner. And it's just like, come on, lads. We're better than this. You know, well, I love to, to get yeah. the ball in the box, like, but that's a bit extreme. Did we ever really look like actually getting the goal outside of the penalty, though? I didn't think our play made me think, all right, we're going to create something great here. It just happened to be a fairly lucky penalty. Decky. Yeah, I agree with you. I I know Scotty there said he always felt we were going to score. I didn't. Um, I think the penalty is, if that penalty was given against us, we'd be on here roaring and shouting about corruption in the FAI and referees and sending emails. And like, I mean, it's a horrific penalty to give in terms of the rules of the game. I mean, there's no one then you're not. He fell on the ball. It's clearly stated in the rules of the game about, you know, a player falls in the ball with no intention. The rest, it's not a penalty. But look, we were given it and we take it. Um, but I didn't think that there was signs that we were going to score, really. Um, like, we had a lot of the ball. We had a lot of pressure. But this is what we were talking about in the build-up to the season the rest of it. The transitions and, and the movement and everything is players are still getting used to each other and there's 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 a lot of that stuff to be worked on. And as I said, that's what made me confident that in you know, the season could be better than I thought it was going to be in terms of how oh, I don't want to use the word easy, but you know, how difficult it might be to win the league because we have we have oceans left to improve. I'm not sure that Finn Harps have, have much improvement in them. That Finn Harps side, for example, have much improvement in them. Whereas I know we have we have massive, massive improvement in us. So that's why I came out of the game more confident. Just on something Scotty there said about passing the ball and everything else, just to give it context and to be fair, Cork City attempted 420 passes, Finn Harps attempted 192. So I... <laughs> I think some of the quality of that of that stuff was was poor. I thought our set pieces at times were very poor, um, especially free kicks. Not so much corners. I think the corners were okay a lot of the time, but some of the free kicks we took from from decent areas of the pitch were horrendous. Um, Jack Darty at two, as we looked at the screen from the right hand side of the box, the last one was in the eighty eighth minute. It, he just kind of laughed at it and went straight over, you know, just went out of play. He had one from the same spot maybe 10 minutes earlier. And um, I don't know, was, did he, was, he, was it a shot or was it a whipped cross? But it was a Finn Harp's head got to it and cleared it for a corner. And there are two really, really good positions that we failed to take advantage of. We had a lot of free kicks, say, between halfway line in the box. And none of them really came to anything. It was just these lofted balls into the box and... Harps were well able to deal with them. They sat off us all game in a low block and asked us to open them up, and we couldn't. And some of that is down to the pitch, look, the bounce of the ball and everything else, but some of it is down to the fact that until Cahill O'Sullivan came on, we didn't have the tempo or the pace to our play to move them around to try and open them up. Um, so inevitably, as Scotty said, it gets passed around the back three and Charlie Lyons or 
Brookwell have to just lump, lump it forward and, and hope somebody can do something with it. Um, and we weren't able to. So look, but as I said, there's massive room for improvement. Massive room for improvement. Carlos, do you think coffee's is, getting uh, a hard time? Do I think coffee's getting a hard time? Yeah, I do. To be honest, um, I watched the game on Friday night, and he didn't jump out at me as being any better or worse than anybody else. Then I saw a lot of criticism online, and I went back and I watched the game again, and I watched it with a specific, you know, eye on it, and I, I, I just couldn't see it. And like I gave Barry some ferocious stick last year, you know, at different times. So. I give it when he think he deserved. I just, I didn't think he deserved it on Friday night. And I think just a hangover from what, last season. I think there is a, a little bit, and I think himself and Key and Coleman are two two players who are going to get a lot of that this season. Um, just because based on stuff from last season, more so than anything else. And look, it's the way it works in football all over the world. Um, I'm not calling out any fans. I'm not saying anything else. Like I just. I just couldn't see why I couldn't see the severity of the criticism. Obviously he made mistakes in the game. Everybody makes mistakes in the game. Things happen. I just didn't see the level of the severity of the criticism that he was getting. I didn't see that in his in his performance, to be honest, you know. Yeah. Comment who put this one in. Charlie Lyons to new Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> the deep Marys. Decky. You have kindly, kindly put yourself to that game twice for us now, and you have some stats for us here. I don't know. Do you want to read them out? Well, look, it was just obviously Scotty put in Charlie Lyons, the new Patrick Mahomes, and I just went out for God's sake. And I don't know, does he do it deliberately? Just drop it in there, knowing I'm going to go in the dock and have a look and see something like this and go, <laughs> I have to go now look at all the numbers and dig this up, or, you know, on what way. But just because we were talking about the long balls and that, City played. Um, 56 long balls, 25 of those were successful. Harps played set our 43, 17 successful. So 43% of the long balls we played were successful. I broke it down by player. So Bradley Wade had two successful out of three. Brookwell had zero out of four. Keen Coleman, two out of two. Barry Coffey, two out of six. Sean Murray, five of 17. John O'Donovan, two of four. Um, Nathan Wood, one of three, and Cotlow Sullivan, one of three. But it was Charlie Lyons who was the man with the long balls. 10 of 14 um, were successful, which is 71%, which is a good rate for long balls. You could argue all day that we shouldn't be playing that many long balls, but I think on the pitch and the way it was, we were probably forced into it a little bit. What would a successful yeah. quarterback ratio be, Decky? Mm, good question. I don't know off the top of my head. I'm a New York Jets fan, so about oh. one in seven. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'd be used to watching, like you know. I know you'd look. I mean, um, you'd be kind of thinking like maybe twenty six or thirty six, something like that. But I mean, you're throwing a ball and that, and there's people trying to block the ball and trying to intercept it and everything else. You know, so a lot of uh, you know a lot of that stuff does go incomplete, like um, for various reasons. It's different to being a centre back in a soccer pitch, knocking a ball long, and 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 like and the goal they score comes from a bad long ball from us, you know, and it's just, it's a horrific goal to give away. I mean, 
it's really, really poor. And it starts with Brookwell just lumping a ball forward into a space where it's either Evan McLaughlin or Jack Doherty or the two players who are in the general area. Neither have a hope in hell of winning the ball. You know, they can't. It's it's too high. It's 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 only a centre back's ball. And obviously they do win it. Our back three are up in the halfway line, so we're very high, which is fine because that's the way Tim Clancy wants to play. Obviously, our two full backs are right up the pitch for a lot of the game. Um so that brings the whole back line up, but we are going to get caught a few times this year where there will just be balls dinked over the top of us and guys will be running onto balls with 25, 30 yards of green field in front of them. You know, so the back trees on the half line, it bounces in front of Keen Coleman and himself and Sean Murray kind of getting each other's way. I just wanted Keane to be more decisive and just put his foot through it and hoof it clear. And like, but he kind of gives way to Sean Murray and like it's, it's not really an error. It's just a little bit of indecisiveness and probably two players who aren't, haven't many minutes together in the same team or in the same pitch. And again, it's one of those areas that will improve. And then of course, Sean Murray plays the horrific back pass. But when you look at it again, the ball gets stuck in the mud and it gets stuck in the pitch and it doesn't bounce up truly and all those things, but it's still a bad back pass. And then we have, the situation where Success Edigan is scoring from 40 yards because Brad Wade comes out of nowhere and is just there. And I'm kind of going like, what? What's like, what's the plan? Like if you're the goalkeeper and it's pure inexperience, for me, it's pure inexperience and it's nothing else. It's just a bad decision that's taken. And once he takes it, he can't stop. He obviously has to keep coming. But for me, I don't ever want to see my keeper leave the box there. You know, I just want, and he was probably high anyway because the, you know, the three centre halves are on the halfway line, so he's probably playing sweeper keeper as Wayne says at that stage, and he's high anyway. But I'd love to see him just drop into the box and say to Success Edigan, "No, you have three seconds to dribble the thirty yards to the edge of the box on this shit pitch." while there's Cork City defenders converging on you. And that's a difficult thing to do. And all the time, the striker would be thinking about what he has to do and what's going to happen. And you see those opportunities missed so often because they have so much time. And as I said, especially on that pitch, ask him to do that at pace, dribble the ball. There's every chance it's going to... Instead, he commits himself. He's 40 yards from goal. And Edigan can just knock it in from there. And he doesn't have to think about it. And his decision is made for him because he has no choice when he takes the shot from there. And it's just made easy on him. And look, it's a good finish from where he is. But the other thing is Bradley comes with his hands flailing. So when he gets there and it's like, if he touches it with a hand, it's a red card. If he brings a success heading tries to go around and he brings him down, it's a red card. So once Wade leaves his goal, once he leaves his box, it's kind of ending one of two ways. Either Finn Harps are scoring or he's getting sent off. You know, they're the two most likely outcomes. And as I said, it's just an experience. He'll learn. And you'll hope he'll learn. And, and the next time it happens, because it will happen again this season, guaranteed, when we're so high, there will be balls knocked in and there will be players that, you know, he might make a better decision next time out. Would be my view on it anyway, you know. Just on the quarterback thing. Sorry, I've been doing a bit Mahomes in 2023, his average passing ratio was 67.2. So it's a fact that Charlie Lyons is a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> well, it's a fact, lads. 
by by six point eight percent. That's it. Smashed it. Who put in the uh, um av- average age stat for the bench? That was me. Wayne, that guess was me. our av- guess our average. Uh, oh, age I would say about eighteen point three seven five, maybe. <laughs> I was going to say, did you actually get it wrong, my one? <laughs> you are one hundred and ten percent correct, lads, and uh, and only cause that's amazing, isn't it? That's amazing stuff. Up to Finn Harps, like it takes balls to do that. It really does. Look, kid, fair play, Tim Clancy. He made the Absolutely. call. Absolutely. Do you know? Have we any update on um, when Bulger is coming back from injury, Decky? Uh no. No, doesn't. Um, you know, Tim just said last week at the last press conference I saw him, it was just like we'll be more or less the same this week. Obviously, we lost Matt Kieran in this week as well. Um, again, no idea how long he's gone for or anything else. But I started saying, I don't know, was it three weeks ago? Um, when I started talking about doing a deep dive and had the club done a deep dive on last season and where I was actually going with, and then I went off on a tangent. I mentioned Decky, Decky Coleman and I went off on that tangent and I never got around to saying what I was going to say or what my intention was, which was simply, we had a lot of injuries last year, a lot of what seemed to be muscle injuries, a lot of, you know, bits and pieces going on around the place. We've started this season now kind of very similar. You've Dykesteel, Bagsy, Kean Murphy, no Matt Kiernan, Greg Bulger, they all seem to be some kind of, you know, muscular injuries. You had John O'Donovan, Droinen, Coffee. No, Coffee was a was a bang or he got a kick or, you know, whatever that was. So that's not a muscular injury. You had who else missed time in preseason? I'm um, Keen Coleman missed time in preseason. So you have this accumulation, shall we say, of of niggles and muscle injuries and Tim Clancy's referred to it that it happens when you're moving from Astros onto um heavy pitches. But look around the league. Other clubs don't seem yeah. to have it. And like I'm not like don't get me wrong, I'm not pointing the figures anywhere. But when I was talking about deep dives, I'm I'm asking have the club done deep dives in the offseason to understand why we ended up with so many of these types of injuries last year is there something in our preparation is there something in the pitch and the training pitch in bishopstown is it too heavy is it is there something in our warm-ups is there something that we're not doing in terms of warm downs or recoveries or or is the whole thing just outrageously bad luck which it could also be i don't know and i have no idea but what i'm saying is I hope the club have an understanding and have have looked in the off season into all these areas, and it's not just in terms of players getting injured, but you know, diets and like there should be at the end of every season, everything should be torn down into minuscule detail. And how can we get better? And how can we pull five percent extra here or three percent extra there or whatever it is? And like the injury stuff, like Greg Bulger played thirty games for Sligo Rovers last year. You know, he's now missed the first, he's missed six weeks here. He's missed half of um, preseason, which is going to affect him as the season goes. It, it, it always does to players who miss preseason. And it has to be a concern. And it's not, you know, I'm not saying it's a concern because it's, well, it is a concern because it's Greg, but I'm not saying putting any blame on Greg. All I'm saying is that he played 30 games for Sligo last year. And he comes down here and he's injured. Now, as I said, it can be outrageously bad luck. But like, I think 
I think somebody has to take a step back here and just say, why do we get all these injuries? Is there something, is there something somewhere that we're missing that means we pick up these injuries more so than other clubs appear to do? I don't know. Like the only get like as I said, Greg played thirty games. He missed games when your man at Derry, what's his name, um, Salad Diallo, nearly took the leg off him in a horrific challenge in the game in Sligo last year, in which your man Diallo was only yellow carded. I mean, another another refereeing decision that was so so wrong. It was frightening. I mean, it's it was the most blatant red card you'd ever see. I think it was Paul Hennessy. I don't want to swear in it. That gave him a yellow. That's the same referee that sent Dykstiel off in Drahada and didn't apportion any um, judgment on Gary Deegan for his tackle on, on Rokas. Mm-hmm. But, like, horrific tackle. And Greg never tweets, and he did tweet after that tackle to somebody the following day saying he was on crutches. And, you know, basically, how was it only a yellow card? But they're the games Greg missed. He, he doesn't have a history of these injuries. So, as I said, I'm not, I'm not having to go off anybody. I'm not. I'm just asking the question why is this happening to us and it's not happening at other clubs you, you'd, you'd imagine with his experience if it was something he saw that he'd call it out but it might not be even something he know, even knows about as you said is it the pitch in Bishopstown just terrible is there something going on with the warm up sticky as you said Wayne what, what are your thoughts, thoughts on it uh, I think Dickie said I have no thoughts on it really we have injuries. There's a reason behind it. Find out why. There's people there that's their jobs to do that, so just do it. Dicky, you'll be done for shit stirring again now this week. <laughs> I, I love, I love Wade. I've no thoughts on it, but if people don't start doing their fucking jobs, I'm going to have an issue. You know? um, no, I, and I, that's not where I'm going. Just to be absolutely clear, that's not where I'm going. But like, it's just. But it's the way it'll be taken. The way it'll be taken is you're having a go. I, yeah. Exactly. Well, look, I taken. understand, and, and there's nothing I can do. I think it's. I think it's a fair enough question to ask at this stage. At this stage, I think it has to be 100%. a fair enough question. And I mean, Bagsy, asked, in fairness to Bagsy year, last year, yeah, in fairness to Bagsy last year, towards the end of last year, my understanding is Bagsy couldn't walk. He was going in and he was getting painkilling injections, and he was getting this and he was getting that to allow him to play in games. So I hope that. Bagsy doing that last year isn't still affecting him now. I don't know why he hasn't come back yet this year. And as I said, I just hope it's not a continuity like that he gave so much last year of himself and, and he, he went so far beyond maybe what he, he needed to do to ensure that he could play those those remaining games and things like that. That is it's not a residual effect from that now that has him on the sideline at the moment. And you know, we spoke about it a lot last year about players not giving and not caring and everything else. But then you had guys like Bagsy, as they said, who's getting painkiller injections and struggling to, you know, to, to, to you know, maneuver during the week and things like this. And then he's out there on a Friday night doing what he can to keep the, keep the side in the division, you know. So, like, as I said, if we're going to throw shit, then I'm also going to give credit where it's due. And I just hope that... Kean isn't no suffering for the effort that he put in trying to keep us in the division last year. On a positive note, I should have mentioned this at Comi Watch. Uh, John O'Donovan, what a man. I don't know, did you see this? I tweeted it out on the Totap count anyway. Um, I'll read it out here. Uh, it was Sean O'Sullivan. He put it in League of Ireland group chat, but then he also posted it on Twitter as well. 
Reasons why I love my club. First game of the season last week, myself and my son went to Turner's Cross for uh, City versus Kerry. After the match, like we always do, we waited for pictures with the players. When John Donovan came out, my son Nicholas gave him a piece of paper. After I asked him what was on it, he said it was an invitation for John to come to his birthday party. John said he would, and one week later, he kept his word. Uh, I've said it in a post before about John, but uh, for a young person, he is such a credit to his club, down to earth, and overall such a lovely person. Like, fair play to John. Like, That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. It's really good. Fair play to him. Fair, absolute fair play. More now, that the better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love how the, the club piggybacked us straight off that as well. It was like the Simpsons movie when I was like, um, Tom Hanks was saying, oh, the American government have lost all credibility, sort of borrowing <laughs> some of mine. <laughs> it just felt like that. Yeah, nah, fair play um, to him, though. Jeez, it's, a, it's a lovely gesture to a kid who will never forget it. Exactly, exactly. Uh, in the Totaf MVP, it was Mr. Jack Doherty who took the spoils with 39% of the vote. Kyle O'Sullivan in second with 35 A funny feeling it's going to be close between those two boys over the course of the season. Harry Nevin in third and 14%. And Sean Murray um, fourth, I won't say last, in, uh, 12% of the vote. Decky, do you want to say something here? Can I just very quickly, because I meant to bring it up when we're talking about the game, Kyle O'Sullivan. Like, He's 16. He came off the bench on Friday night into a game in which we weren't playing well, right? And he's like his first five minutes on the pitch, he broke the line, got in behind our fullback, won a corner. Then he had a shot that was blocked by Noah Baba. I don't know where that ball could have been flying into the back of the net, you know? But the thing was, he wanted the football and he came on at 16 and he basically said, by playing the way he played, I'm upping the tempo here. I'm upping the pace at which we're playing. If you guys want to come and play at my place, uh, you want guys want to come and play at my pace and play at my tempo, then come and do it. If you don't, just leave me at it and I look after things myself. And he was just there. It was just like the little one-twos, the touches, the the breaking the lines. It was just on a shit pitch. like. And I, I, I was thinking afterwards, I was thinking today, do you know, we say that, as a team, we're not playing well yet. And as players, we're probably not playing well yet. What if Carlos Sullivan actually isn't playing well yet? What if he's like everybody else? What if he's playing at 70 75%, 80%? What if in a month's time, he's playing at a level that's 20 25% better than he's playing at now? Like, if, it is, if that's the you, case, then we have you'd kind of hope something it doesn't, on our though, hands. Because then we won't hold on to it. <laughs> no, yeah, there is 100%. that element. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it we have for the next way, two years, yeah. Scott. He's here till he's 18, so we have if to... If someone comes years. in with a bid, Usher's going to sell him. But he can't. He, well, he can go to Europe, but he can't go to, he can't go to England. So, um, well, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And, and he, is on a, he is on a contract, you know, a pro contract. So, look, it's... I just, as I said, it was just the whole way he set the tempo and he, he just upped the pace of, what, of how we were doing things. And it was like... That's something a 26-year-old does coming off the bench. They're a good player, not a 16-year-old, you know? It was like, and he probably didn't even know he was doing it, to be honest. And it's just the other players reacting to him. And I just thought it was unbelievable to see, to be honest with you, you know? Okay. Uh, we're going to go now to the two-word answer. I'll try fly through as much of these as I can. <laughs> Irish Football Blog says, going unbeaten, Rory, effing shit. Fiona C didn't lose Duncan Noonan, Matt Sharpness, Ryan Cronin, Cluster F, Billy Dorney did enough. Shirts in the wall. Jamie, not great. Uh, Gareth, the Jocks or Boxer Barry. 
Jack Attack, uh, Jamie Foley, Striker Needed, Jim Bob, Atrocious, Jamie Foley, No Creativity, David Crowley, Must Improve, Tony, Get Striker, Jack Eller, Long Balls, Brian Spencer, Fast Forwards, Lock A, CRS, Farmers Field, JK, Reality Check, Lorcan O'Keefe, uh, Irish name, Baffins Baffled, Lorcan Owens, No Comment, Joe Expect Result, The Donny Ford, Ultra Mega, Sergeant Platoon, Merely Adequate, uh, Zazie Matt, Mucky Pitch, Ben O'Donovan, Long Balls, um, uh, probably Fergus expected results. Damien Mullins move on. Dylan worrying signs. Gino Keefe good point. Jamie Foley hoof ball. Jimmy McNamara no striker. John Fitzstart Cahill. Uh, Duncan Darrelson boycott midfield. Nick Lopina commercial break. Thomas lacking creativity. CCFC kit collector fair result. The uninvited guest away point. Sports opinions. Three D United. DVD early days. Tom Maloney not good enough. Mike McCarthy CCFC nineteen eighty four. Toby Boston. Mark Lonigan same shite. Klim Tansy Clancy out. League of Ireland small club uh, Matthew hashtag free Palestine you're shite boss fan definitely well done Dan that was good oh, what have you noticed I feel like everyone's already switched turned off majority of them are negative I'm just saying it like they're negative yeah but, but it's on our post so it's it's Totap's fault absolutely it's our <laughs> fault it always is <laughs> uh, but like uh, it is yeah, the majority <clears throat> is negative, but I think I think we just need to we just need to settle ourselves for a minute. Like we 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 we've played two games, one the furthest trip we have. We haven't been beaten. Like we lose that game last year, and it's it's a very easy thing to say. Well, but like we didn't we didn't crumble, you know. We didn't go into our shell. There was there was players there looking for the ball, wanting the ball. Players weren't hiding. We were trying to win the game. That was, I think, fundamentally different to last year. Even one thing we didn't talk about, the Evan McLaughlin situation at the penalty. I love to see that because here you had a young player who, look, let's call a spade a spade, probably hasn't played well in two games so far, probably knows he hasn't played well, sees there's a penalty given and wants to take the responsibility, wants to take the opportunity to score a goal for Cork City. Now, He's never getting it because it's always Jack Doherty's penalty. But people kind of said, "Oh, he should, you know, look at him and this." Forget it, lads. You had player. You had a player who wanted the responsibility. It's not that long ago when we were in Turner's Cross against Progress Needacorn, and there was eleven players on the pitch, and none of them wanted to take a penalty, and we missed it. You know, so I, 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 I know I'm being very glass half full tonight, you know, but like, and it's not usually how I am, but like. I liked what I saw from Evan McLaughlin there. Genuinely, in that situation, he had the balls to want to take it. Okay. And then you had other players step up. Keen Coleman does a captain's job. Nathan Wood throws his arms around him, gives him a big hug, walks him away from the situation, smiling and joking. Nathan Wood also did that to Noah Babby in an early incident where Babby was running to get involved in a scuffle. And Wood throws his two arms around him and gives him a big hug and kind of, you know, just marches him away. And all of a sudden, the two lads are best buddies and their friends. And, and Noah Baba forgets exactly what he was ever getting involved in in the first place, you know. So, look, I love to see it. I didn't think it was an issue. Um, and I hope fans don't don't use it as an issue. I think it's it's there's there's much more positive in that situation than there was negative for me anyway. God, you were like me listening off, this, uh, listening off that. I know, yeah. Uh, that concludes the end of the first half, Toe Tapper. Come back to us in the second half. We will have the UCD preview. Gok wins. Watch once more. And our mailbox. Let's get it. Let's get it.
Toe Tapper. As you know, everything is increasing in price. Extra small clothes, anger management classes, raw liver is the same price as gold. And kids' sweets used to have 20 per pack and now only have five in each one. And Jack Doherty is on course to score 100 goals. And he's going to bleed us dry. We need you to help the gang by joining our Patreon for exclusive pods, news and much more. For a five or a month, you can ensure that Wayne doesn't smash up his laptop, that Dan has really small clothes, Eileen is satisfied and Declan gets lots and lots of jellies. Head to patreon.com forward slash toetap to support the cause. Welcome back to part two, Toe Tappers. And we once again opened up our WhatsApp line for you after that uh, game against Finn Harps. And we had a few WhatsApps that came in. You say it best when you leave a voice note. <laughs> Fair play at the Easter Bunny anyway. Oh, I missed that voice. Uh, look, we, again, as I said, the Easter Bunny might be by. You'll see. You know, it might something similar. <laughs> the Easter Bunny. The Easter Bunny is by. Do the Christians know this? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Did, did I actually say the Easter Bunny is by? You did. You said the Easter Bunny is by. We better hit the WhatsApp lads fast. Hello, you are through the Totap Towers. Sorry, we can't take your call right now, but please leave us a voice note, and we will play it on our podcast. Thank you. See, now that's what happens when there's no Matthew Kiernan at the club. Like, like what? How are you meant to win a game when Matthew Kiernan is not playing left back? It's a joke. Now I know he picked up an injury, but it's just play through it. Like, you're young enough, you're able to. Like, you get it's me? Like Jedward. I think I think it was play Matt Kieran that sent it. Kieran. Also, Decky, how's the hand there? Another goal. <laughs> Alright, here's a chant I made for Matthew Murray, the up-and-coming star for Cork City. He came to us from sunny Spain, Murray, Murray, he's never going back again, Murray, Murray. He came when he was just 14, he fell in love with City's green. Matthew Murray hates the Ramblers. Matthew Murray hates the Ramblers. That was shit. Wayne is right. Do not accept drawing against these shit teams in the first division. We should win the league, win every single game. Then we'll win the Premier Division and then win the Champions League. That's what we should do. Morning, gents. Uh, it's the morning after the match. Uh, I was working late, so I didn't get a chance to think. I watched it last night and I fell asleep due to those commentary team on that LOA TV. Jesus Christ, they put a fucking, they put anyone to sleep. Solid game overall. I think the travelling up to Donegal might have had a little bit of an effect. Played well in parts. Uh, we seem to, we, we seem to not be a threat in the first half. A little bit more in the second half. Um, room to improve. Like you could definitely see the need of a, a number nine there, target man up front. Um, Wooden Doherty seems to be linking up very well, which is, which is great. More of the same next week against UCD and hopefully be Hamlin. It's already students, like. Dickie, why do you have Disneyland music on? I thought I thought it was nice. 
that's the most popular <laughs> according to the internet that's the most popular hold music on in the world when you're on a phone you know it's um oh, schumann's he, third symphony in e flat minor or something um it, it contrasts the, the jungle that, music nicely <laughs> anyway moving on to our ucd uh preview lads are we going with the same team are we changing up surely kahal's done enough to start uh decky i'll start with you here yeah kahal has done enough to start for me i'm probably after praising them there i'm probably going to sit evan mclaughlin to be honest um it's just you know you have to leave somebody out for Cahill I don't think Evan has played overly well in the first two games but look as I said he's a young lad he's moved from Derry down here it, it takes time it takes you know there's lots of things going on and um, I have no concern long term about Evan McLaughlin in any way shape or form but it, you, as I said you need to put Cahill in the side and to do that I think at the moment Evan McLaughlin is probably the most likely one to drop out Agree. Win. Yeah, completely agree. Um, I would change O'Donovan for Kiernan too. I think he deserves to go straight back in if he's fit. Um, and go again. And if the pitch was shit up in Ballybuffet, which of course it was, we should surely be used to a shit pitch now again this Friday because Cove <laughs> played in it um, last Friday. So <laughs> what are we expecting from the ground, lads? It's going to be a heavy one. Win. It depends on the rain, doesn't it? It was dry today, I believe. If it's dry again the next couple of days, we might be okay. But um, yeah, it's not. There's a game on Sunday. Is that right, Decky? Did you put it in the chat? So the games are coming thick and fast. And when's the Women's League starting? Is that Saturday week? Yeah, the Women's League starts Saturday week. They have scheduled the Donny right. Ford Cup Final for Turner's Cross on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. That's Middleton and is it, I think it's Ring Mountain Rangers. Um, yeah. That game is always played in Turner's Cross, has been for donkey's years so they're not going to take it anywhere else and look here's the thing we don't want the junior finals moved out of turner's cross that's not what we're saying it's just like you know they should be or they should be there should should the cove games you know have been played there should cove have just played their first five or six games of the season all away from home that's very unfair it's it's you know they don't bring any money in etc etc but like it's not a case of it's their problem. No, it's not their problem. Not the slightest. And I'm, I'm not having to go off court rampers. It's just court, the, the the bottom line is the pitch just can't take the number of games that, that it's been asked to take at the moment in the weather conditions. And it's going to be horrific again on Friday night. And as, as Wayne said, if it's dry, you have some chance. If it rains again, if there's heavy rain, even on Friday, it'll just cut up so badly. Then you'll have the, the game on Sunday. Then the following Friday night, you have Cove Rambers against Finn Harps. And then on the Saturday, our lady, our women's team play P Mount in the opening game of the SSE Artistry Women's Premier Division season. So, like the pitch is just getting no rest, and they don't have full time people work, working on the pitch. There isn't a full time groundsman in Turner's Cross that I'm aware of. So, you know, it is what it is, but it's it's not going to be good for us. It's not conducive to the football that that Tim Clancy wants to play. I'll stick with you here, Jackie. What are you expecting now? The UCD. I don't know is the honest answer because they went down to Bray they won with 10 men they had a man sent off after 25 mm-hmm. minutes he's back now he only got a one game suspension so he's back on Friday night 
And he thought, that's a great result. They've won 2-1 in Bray. And then three, he goes to, to Belfield on Friday night and beat them. And I thought, okay, when I look at this game, it's, it's probably three, he just nicked it. And, you know, you see, that's not the way it went at all. And of course, now I realise I have the other laptop closed and all my stats are in the other laptop from that game. But um, UCC had the most of possession, but three, he missed the penalty. Treaty had the most shots, they had the most shots on target, they had the most corners. So all all the attacking stats were in Treaty's favour. UCD didn't have a shot on target in the game. I can clearly remember that much. So was it a case of back across, you know, possession not going anywhere? And um, Treaty, numbers-wise, Treaty fully deserved to win that game. So after the Bray game, I would I was I was you know, saying this is a test after the treat. Now, maybe we're being unfair on treaty. Maybe treaty are much better than we're giving them credit for as well, to be fair. That's also a possibility. But look, they're going to have Ronan Finn in the middle of the park. There's going to be that experience in there. We have Sean Murray in there. It's probably going to be a bit of a battle with those two. I'm presuming Greg Bulger isn't going to be back. Even if he does come back, I'm presuming he can only start on the bench that, you know, he wouldn't be thrown in at the at the deep end. I presume we're going to change shape and go back to the the four two three one that we used the last time at home. I think we beat them. I think we beat them. Um, going on that result and and how they played against against Treaty, I I would now be disappointed if we don't beat them, especially at home. Wayne, after we win in here shortly. Yeah, three points. Get in, get out. Job done. Score prediction. I think it. three uh, one. Decky. I'm going to say 4-2. Okay. High scoring. Uh, I'll go 2-0 to City. Going to go. We're going back to Cove now. We're going back to Queenstown. Good Cove watch. Section formerly known as Jacking Off with Decky. No theme song this time, unfortunately. I was asked for the <laughs> song to make a return. Uh, in Collins Friday, I forgot to mention that, lads. I think there was, I'd say there was about 30 people there. Um, That's all huddled In a freezing, smoking area in Collins, but definitely more pubs than... Uh, Cork City should get involved and things like that. I think they're going to organise it again with the sounds of it anyway. Definitely think they should. I guess we'll advertise it here in the pod if they're happy. Surprised it wasn't in uh, the corner flag. Would have been able to watch Cove's game then. I don't know. Maybe. I don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, I don't think many turned up for that game. I, I doubt it. I doubt it. That's why I don't understand why they didn't move to play the away games first. Anyway, Cove, they came back. From 3-1 down to draw 3-3. And they absolutely made shite of our pitch, as we said. Paul DC, new commercial manager. Everything is coming up uh, Millhouse for Cove at the moment. We're going ahead now. Wayne, I hope you're ready. I hope you have the gear alongside you. It's got I don't have it beside me, but I have. I know exactly what happened to my gear. Oh, I know exactly what happened to my This sounds good. Just before you move on, Dan, just before you move on, I just had a look there on the app, on the um, FAI Connect app. If anybody wants to keep up to date with all the latest League of Ireland news, they should download the FAI Connect app today. Um, the official attendance on the app for the Cove game was 367. Wow. Jesus. They're losing money there. I thought right? it was about 500. Schlucker. Mm. Yeah, 367. work wonders. He might have to. Well, it's because it's in Cork, like... The city, the big smoke, across the bridge, across the ferry. 
Uh, there's a, yeah. But there's a lot of cross-interest between the two clubs. I they should have played it on a Saturday, I thought. Because at least I probably might have gone and watched it. Or on a Thursday. Just change the day so it's not clashing with a City game. Yeah. You might have had might, a few more. Might have been the idea. Yeah. I think Friday, weather-wise, Friday was horrific as well. Like, you know, I mean, I was thinking about going up to it. And obviously, we're away, so you want to watch our game. But if I had any notion of going, once I saw the rainfall and everything else, it's definitely a massive no, you know. So, look, it is what it is. There's absolutely nothing we can do about it now. Do you want your own jersey? <laughs> do you want your own woolly hat? Wash down. She sighs every day as she passes the way. Do you want your own gilet? <laughs> Are you happy you embarrassed the Mullins family name in uh, Kerry I was tempted to day. set up an Instagram account for the Gilet, to be honest with you, because it's more famous than I am now at this stage. <laughs> um, it looked what you, you were right about the crest. It is massive. It's massive. And the white outline, which is left off a lot of our crests on social media, not, not Cork City, but around the league, is not aligned correctly too. Like, I still don't know what a gilet is for. I just don't understand what it's used for. Now, it was nice and comfy under my... I had a hoodie on. I had a gilet over it. And I had my city rain jacket on top of that. So, it was, it was grand. But I just don't see the point of one. You're would all you about cut, Would you cut sleeves off a hoodie? Like, you wouldn't. You know what I mean? No, but you could wear it over a hoodie for, like, extra warmth. But when I wear two hoodies? Or like, it's, it's basically... It's, it's a thick wife beater. You wear like. two hoodies. I don't know. But the, whole don't... I, the whole idea of it, Wayne, is that it's a jacket without the sleeves and it frees up your arms then to do whatever it is you need to do. That you could be a bit restricted in a jacket, you know, especially, you know, working with horses or doing a bit of DIY Checking outside off the or the the grass and that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? The, the, the first Whatever's... cut is probably soon, is it, lads? Is the first cut soon, is it, you think? Oh, the weather picked up today now. It's getting nice. And was, Let's uh, try it. Last Let's, week it was, I will it was come back decent. now next and I will talk about the gilet cutting grass. I went to Central with it. I went to a match <laughs> you're, just gonna mow, you're just going to mow it over and say, I'll get stained. We'll do. Do we know anyone with horse stables? I've you have horses, home. don't you? Dad? Can we go up to the gilet and just feed a few horses and just try a few things and see how we get on? Yeah, Make absolutely. Make a few cows, like. Absolutely. Why not? Why not? Um, we'll report back. Well, so, yeah, the gilet... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. The Gilet, yeah, the, the Gilet is, is, is still I like I like it. It's just like a secret um what's what's the word you'd use? Um, shame. Secret shame, that's what it is, you know. I like it, but <laughs> I don't want to admit it. Do you know? <laughs> Gilet sales have gone through the roof at Cork City Football <laughs> Club. Absolutely fantastic. Um the but there's some bad news for the polo short here now, Wayne. Oh, it's got crest gone. Two washes, gone. What, what temperature? It, it, it's, it's always been 30. I was misinformed my own misinformation. Uh, it's always been 30. The size is too big. It's too baggy. It's like a fucking... It's just it's a horrible top. And I think it's a complete another disgrace. The sizing, the price, the crest coming off. Like, it's not good. And the hat, it's shrunk again. It's shrunk again, yeah. Now... Yeah, Are you sure it's not, not like, your head got bigger? No, the first <laughs> one, I, I, I had two of those black ones. The first one I got, I actually put into the dryer by mistake with my jocks and it shrunk down to, my son can actually wear it. That's how small it is. This one has not gone near a dryer. I went onto a rad. I went onto um, a close horse. 
down to a rad and it's shrunk on my head. I'm going to wear it next week. You can see how small it is on my head. Like one does what you call it? Like Jewish caps at the back, is it? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, what the, that's what the other one is like. The one that's shrunk <laughs> from the dryer. So yeah, I'm not impressed. With the, the hats are lovely design. I'm not impressed with the post washing of them. But you're still happy with the jerseys? Yeah, I, I, I don't worn it much, um, but it's still in perfect condition. Wash it inside out, hang it from the bottom up the same way you wear t-shirts perfect and the t-shirt doesn't fit me anymore i think one of you mentioned it was in whatsapp um that the t-shirt sales this year have already surpassed or jersey sales i should say surpassed last year's they're beautiful jerseys they They really are and that's what we said he should should get into the whole fashion designing got wayne and got wayne and howie team up howie uh, we're going to head along now to our mailbag. Postman Patta, Postman Patta, Postman Patta, and in black and white kiata. Get Early in the morning. Shirts on the wall, Jamie. Is there a potential for this team to be held back by the standard of pitches they will play on? Seems like they really want to play. Uh, seems like they really want to play nice football, but the pitch like that uh, Friday wouldn't allow it. Also for Decky, up the quadruple chasing Merseyside Reds. Do you want to address the last thing first anyway, Decky? I do, yeah. No comment. Oh, <laughs> you didn't go there. Oh, shit. I, w- I wouldn't take that if I was Jamie. It's not a real quadruple though, is it? No, it's not. No, we all know that. And it's look, like when I they mean, won the league. It wasn't a real no, league title even, either, like. Don't even go, yeah. Like, we should do, we should do a Patreon with a regular football. We should, we, we're going to do that next week. We're going to do a regular football podcast for Patreon where we talk about proper, <sighs> regular, fucking non league of Ireland stuff. Okay, can, can you do me a favor? Like, can we just agree that we don't talk about them, about that club? Because inevitably, I will say things that will just unleash the wrath of this is why we have to personally. do it, Declan. Okay, and I on, promise I'll try not to say it, okay. <laughs> okay. I think it would okay. explosion happens. Remember the time? Remember, like you, you, you're like. Remember the amount of times I've absolutely buried Treenan in the chat with Liverpool, yeah. Everton stuff. Yeah. You know, and I mean, let's yeah. imagine doing that on a global scale. Like, you know, it would, <laughs> wouldn't be pretty. It wouldn't be pretty. Man, man United. Um, but anyway, we we digress. We digress. Um, yeah, I think the pitches thing is a concern because we do want to play football. We do want to get it down. We do want to knock it around. We do want to break the lines and get runners and get people, you know, all that stuff happening. And it's hard in these pitches. And we kind of failed to adjust, especially first half, to, to having to go along the other night. We'll see what happens next Friday night. I think we're also missing that Greg Bolger or somebody in midfield who can be a genuine quarterback. Scotty's spoken about Charlie Lyons doing it. But I think if there was somebody Patrick in midfield Holmes, who actually. can pick a, yeah, <laughs> if if there's somebody who could pick a pass and could, you know, maybe deliver a better quality of ball to Nathan Wood and Jack Doherty, that might be um, somewhere else that could, you could see us progress. But look, we don't know how how long Greg is out for, so we will have to continue as we are for the moment. Okay, um, Garrett, the jocker boxer Barry. If a team's fans cause trouble at away grounds, uh, how do you think the punishment should go? Ban away fans and probably affect that home team, or ban fans from the next home game of that club? Question mark. 
question mark Wayne um, I say just carry on I have no view on it mm-hmm. I think like you can't you can't offer one band to one club and a different band to another club you either do it all or you don't and the way we're doing it now is it's unfair so just crack on do nothing that's my view Dicky. I think this banning fans from away games is the greatest load of nonsense I've ever heard in my whole life. It just makes absolutely no sense. Like, Bose now today, and I presume this is what he's on about, Bose have gotten a ban, a one-game ban for their fans from their next away game. Their next away game is next Monday night because there's games in the Premier Division next Monday night. So their away fans are banned from going to Drogheda. Like, who cares, like? Where's the punishment for bows? It's a Monday night. How many of them are going to Drahada in the first place? Not that. Yeah, okay, Grant. Yeah. Like, but like, it's just like Drahada's Drahada lose out on the income. It doesn't. It doesn't affect bows. They're away from home. Close the Jody for a game. Close Daily Mount Park for a game. They close the shed down here for a game when a plastic bottle missed a fella, flew past the back of his head. Here you have two flares hitting two bows players. Numerous other flares hitting other bows supporters. And lads, you can't go to Drogheda the next Monday night. Boo fucking who, like? I mean, the punishment has to fit the crime. And, like, it was the same with Drogheda last year. To me, it's just nonsense. It's you're, you're never, you're not punishing the club whose fan base are responsible when you ban them from away games. As I said, shut the home stadium for a game and you won't be long sorting things out. They shut the shed. None of us could complain. It's what they did. No, the argument is, well, the bottle came out of the shed, so we shut the shed. Well, grand. St. Pat's security left left Boas fans in with all these flares. So so close half of Richmond Park for the next next Pat's home game and see whether their security step up. You know, there's lots of things you can do. I think it's just uh, it's just Cop nonsense. Out. It's FAI. It's yeah, it's FAI nonsense. Like absolute fucking nonsense. Pardon my French. <laughs> Uh, Liam Roach comes in uh, I think we already got to this one any sign of when any injured players uh, will be returning doesn't look like it uh, City Extra what changes to starting 11 would you make for Friday got there Kean K he comes in on Barry Coffey he says Barry Coffey seems to be a real liability last year surely he has to be number 2 at this stage to call Hello Sullivan and you want to take that up or do we discuss it earlier <sighs> Yeah, look, we discussed it earlier. I've like I don't think when everybody is fit, I don't think Barry starts in this side, but everybody isn't fit. I mean, if Greg Bulger was fit tomorrow, Greg would come into that midfield and Barry wouldn't play. It would be Greg, Sean Murray, and Jack Doherty as the ten. I kind of agree with him, is that at the moment I'd probably have Barry behind Cahill O'Sullivan as a starting central midfield player, but Tim wants to play Cahill from the right. So, look, I mean, these are just opinions and conjecture. What I don't agree with is the whole Barry Coffey is, is, is obviously a liability, a right liability. I don't, I don't see that. I don't see that in this division, I have to say. I just don't. And as, as you said, Dan, I think there is a hangover from last year in regards to certain players. But he's not playing the same way he was playing last, the last two seasons anyway. He's playing deeper. Yeah, exactly. That is very true. He was true. picking the ball that up at left back true. there on Friday night, like, so... Um, yeah, Thomas comes in and says, yeah, he's just had about the pitch again. Covered that plenty. Cullum Nolan should organise an indoor football podcast tournament. Nice idea. 
no comment. For charity. Take Hang it. on. I can see, I can see you both. <laughs> get all the podcasts around the country and do it for charity. Oh, yeah. Go up with the, Sligo, the, the Sligo boys. Tales of the East Stand from Rovers. You get the Bose lads. We'll probably just kick shit over everyone. The Rebel Army podcast. Who, yeah, us. Um, League of Ireland Central, Between the Stripes. There's a couple of the podcasts. There's, yeah, talking, um, talk, what is it? Three, um, I, I listen talk to it occasionally. Um, do you know talk, what we're going yeah, through this? The talk of three, yeah. So, uh, no, we're not. Well, I ain't getting involved, but just tell me where I need to be. And obviously, I'm it's just a game of kick shit, Declan. That's that. all it is, like, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> that one, that one, that Everything wouldn't suit Rebel Army an, podcast. That, that wouldn't suit a Johnny Ward, no, or a Dan McDonald at all. They'd say the kick shit, you know. Um, they'd be more cultured than that. <laughs> uh, we'll go to Instagram mailbox. Um, Connor Kearney, yeah, the comparison between CD's punishment for throwing a little bottle and pose for throwing a flare. I think Decky already got to that one, really. And then Philly Crowley, with so many young players, could other teams' experience beat City's ability in games? Wayne. Say it again? Could, like, other teams' experience that they have, like said, like Ronan mm. Finna UCD, could that beat City's natural ability with all those young players. Mm. They shouldn't, but I can see it happening. I always thought, I always hope to go unbeaten this season, but I can't see it happening, which is a shame. But look, as this, like he says, we're building. If this was a bunch of misfits like last year, I'd be kind of going, this is shit again. But you can see Carlos Sullivan, you can see Kiernan, you can see all these players, and even Nathan Wood, like you kind of want them to do well. He's kind of going to turn to the Keating kind of player for us I think um, I remember when Keating started for us he only scored was it 10 goals the first season was it um, ish I think I, yeah I, you can see progress the young team is building so that's the only thing that I'm kind of holding on to. I'm finding it very difficult at the minute to fucking get more of it with what this season but that's the one I'm, I'm latching on to is watching these players blossom into footballers yeah hopefully on a European stage at least Decky. I think Scottish. I think there will be a time there'll be some night where some couple of old dogs but you know what David Cawley wasn't in the game for Finn Harps on, on Friday night and I thought you know he's one of those very experienced players and he actually should have been booked in the first 30 seconds for cleaning out Barry Coffey I think if it happens after 30 minutes the ref books him every day of the week but because it's the first 30 seconds he leaves him off ability always comes to the fore in the end lads doesn't it you can be as experienced as you it'll want catch us, it'll catch us once or twice but Level. eventually, of course, season, probably will. we're going to be fine. If you haven't got it in your legs, if you if you don't have the ability, I know experience can help you, but like we have experience. Charlie Lyons, we talk about Nathan Wood. Excuse me. We talk about Nathan Wood against Kerry being a shithouse. Charlie Lyons was at it all night on Friday night. You know, continually in the referee's ear. Patrick Mahomes, sorry. Um, continuing the refs here, there was like there was once that Carlo Sullivan's tackle that he was booked for. It's very, very hard to see on the stream, to be honest, which, uh, you know, how good or a bad a tackle it was. It was very difficult to see. But your man, their centre half, I made a note, is, what was his name? Matty Mackinson. He's the, he's the player who's nearest to their goalkeeper when it happens. Carlos Sullivan is standing with his back to him. So your man can't see what's happened because he's looking through the back of Carlos Sullivan. He runs 30, 35 yards and is the first player to reach the referee. 
roaring and shouting about a red card, you know? And in fairness, Charlie Lyons just arrives at the scene, puts his two hands on your man's chest, pushes him back, tells him, F*** off, or whatever it is he <laughs> said to him, you know, and walked away. And it kind of like, you know, all right, fair play, Charlie. Like, you know, and Enki and Coleman is there, and there's other City players. And what was it 15 minutes later, Mackinson is booked for cleaning out Sean Murray. And then it's their free kick. And Sean Murray wins the header away and your man cleans him out. And was, again, it's very hard to see in the stream. Was it an elbow? What way he caught him? And Murray goes down. And before Murray's back up, Charlie Lyons is the first man on the uh, on the scene <laughs> roaring and shouting at the referee, pointing at your man, clearly referencing what had happened at the Cahill O'Sullivan tackle 10 minutes earlier. Now, at that stage, he was booked and all. We're just kind of going, you know, like... Charlie's finger on the pulse here. He knows what's happening around the pitch. He's, it's what we're missing. Know, he's last just on year. it, like, yeah, yeah, he's just on it, like, you know. The shit hosiery in that bit of nose we just never had. Imagine Charlie Lyons and Jonas. Be nice. <laughs> while while we're young, I'm not sure we're that inexperienced. Charlie Lyons is only 24, but he's a mountain of games played. Um, over is it over so 100 games, Cove? Yeah, you know, and he was at Galway as well for a while, you know. So look. By the, the more by I the see way, them, the less be. concerned I become about the whole experience thing. You know? He'll be a fan favourite fairly soon. The um, League of Ireland's first division streams, as Decky kind of mentioned, alluded to there. Jesus, I did not miss Replays these. are gone again, are they? Is that just first division? It was like half the thing was going in slow-mo at certain points. It was like the lad in the slow-mo button was like was hitting it whenever he felt like it. Uh, look, it is what it is. I mean... I kind of keep coming back. It's our own fault for being in the division in the first place. Like mm, we're here. Yeah, now yeah. this is the shit we have to put up with. And I know it's not great. It's only a five or a game or it's 120 quid for the year. I, I'm just like, I wish it was better. I wish it was like, I was watching in HD. And as I said, you know me, I went back. I watched it 50 times. The Carlos Sullivan tackle. I paused it just, and you just can't see what's happened. You know, it looks like he hasn't caught, your man's leg that he he's gone with first he's caught his trailing leg but Cahill is actually looks like he's trying to pull out and get out of the way so I, you, I, I can't comment on it because you just can't see it the same with the one I spun about Macmillan better than nothing or whatever it? his name is Mackinson yeah and Sean Murray it is better than nothing um, but look it is they're not great to be fair they're not great Oh, now we're in 31 minutes gone. Are we ever going to get to go to the Stefan Effenberg? Where did you go? Never. <laughs> <laughs> it's there for a rainy day. <laughs> I've got five of them, like, ready to go. He's number one. Over the, course, if over you, the course of the next 40 weeks, we'll surely get to them. I was just going to say, the rate we're going, he won't get to do the Effenberg one. Not a six, six players ready to go, like. There's, there's no way he gets six of them done the course of the season, the way we're going. <laughs> All right, I think that's, that about wraps us up here on uh, Totap. Um, yeah, be sure to check us out on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Totap. Totap, the memberships are flying, so I really appreciate it. And listenership is growing week on week, so thank you so much. There's nothing left to say now, lads. And do we Actually, need to no- tune into a, another podcast, Dan, this week? Oh, the GA Hour. What? I've cheated on you uh, with the GA Hour and sports show. I got a full-time job with... Um, with sports. So you've gone so, so the, from the, the internship with OTB ended, yeah. Yeah. Fair play, Dan. Attack. Still bigger than Damien. Yeah. Like. Congratulations. 
he won't listen this long. He doesn't even listen to us anyway anymore, so it doesn't fucking matter. We'll, we'll try to get it in the uh, trending hurling podcast in France. Actually, <laughs> we should. Hang on. Two, we never rang a fan for a prediction for the match. I'll give one man one ring and see if they answer. I don't know. Can you hear that? Go closer. Yeah, you can hear it. Oh, sorry, how are you? Hey, Hortings, listen, you're live in the pod. We need a prediction for the score on Friday night at the UCD game. Who's saying? <laughs> Cork City are playing UCD, you clown. <laughs> what is it? 4-0. 4-0 to, Cork- to UCD, is it? Good luck. Alright, go on, good luck. I, am, I, am I live? You are live, yeah. Hi, everybody. Hi. Any message for your former fans? No, not at all. Just uh, keep jacking off. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> that was the voice I, of St. Patrick. I'm shocked he answered his phone. I'm absolutely shocked. For, yeah. I, I don't care. We, there, by the time this pod, when this pod goes out, when people have listened to this, they better be after listening to a new Patreon ad at half time. If not, that phone call is the next time I ring him is going to go very, very differently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. All right. Thank you, It's just time to say adios, basically. Where is your podcast? Adios. Where's it on? Where's it on? Uh, oh. I think it's out at the moment, the GA or Sorcerer, really, if you're into Gad all. No. There you go. Not really. But look, best of luck. Thank you. Thank you. Au revoir. Adios. Adios. <laughs> the Other Three Amigos podcast with Damien Shreenan, Wayne Mullins and Declan McCormack. Three lads, one podcast.